0: Mm. Cupid, stop on me. I'm with are with this.
1: We're with, you, so with us. Hi everyone and welcome to obsessed.
0: Woo, that right there is Ariana. And that's Jeff. <laughs> and <laughs> depe- depending on when you're listening to this, it is the week of, uh, Valentine's Day is when this episode is dropping, so happy Valentine's Day to you all. Uh, right, for those of you who observe, happy Valentine's
1: yes. Day, and if you're single, happy Valentine's Day times a million, No, you're yeah, loved. Yeah, because you could
0: also, yes, I mean, love is love, whether it's self-love <laughs> or you're in a relationship, you it's... You know, it's it's just another day of the week, you guys, but it really you know is. what, it's, it's giving us some content for our episode, so today we're obsessed with it. Today we
1: are obsessed. <laughs> well, I think it's more so Jeff and I are obsessed with uncovering the
0: truth behind everything. So Yes, no, and actually not so much Valentine's Day, we're, we're going to get more into... Um, Cupid, you know, <laughs> the little the little baby who shoots arrows at people. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: every single year on the same day, <laughs> Valentine's, day Valentine's Day, um, is marked by uh, pink and red and flowers and Hallmark movies and romance and going on dates and <laughs> all the things I'm not going to be doing. And... And images of this little chubby, precious, magical baby boy who flies around shooting people <laughs> for love. Oh he, he's not murdering them. In the,
0: in the name of love, In the name yes. of love. But, I know. <laughs> but... Despite his infant form, that baby, widely known these days as Cupid, began his mythological life as a man who had more power than any god. That's right.
1: That's right. I can't. I can't. I'm so excited to tell you guys more yes. about this because you just got to be informed. <laughs> um, he is precious, though, at least little pictures he of him. is yeah I think um, I well, think yeah, and we'll, also you know, we'll find out we'll find out um
0: but I do love chocolate
1: I don't know why I just threw that in there
0: <laughs> uh, I do too I, I love the the chocolate heart boxes still yeah the
1: caramel is my favorite like you know, mm. when, you know when you find the caramel square yes yeah, so good uh, if I just had a whole box of the, those caramel squares I'd be the happiest person ever
0: yeah, but do you know what I don't like to do? I don't like sharing. You know how, like, sometimes there's, like, one piece of, like, each different flavor? So, yeah. like, if you need to share it with someone, you need to, like, bite half of it and then give the other half to the other person. I don't like doing that. I feel like it kind of, like, ruins the the experience of, of eating that one piece. Mm. Um, but, I mean, I would do it if, you know, for... For you, Ari, and for my oh. boyfriend. That's, oh my god, that's so sweet, but not, guys. For him, not for just anyone.
1: <laughs> that's so funny, because uh, that's true, Jeff. Like, if you, like, if you're me sharing with someone, I would eat all the caramel ones, and then next, I would find, I would take bites to find the one that I really like. And then my partner would just be left with little bites of icky ones.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's just not the best Experience. <laughs> no,
1: it's not. It's not. But there are other candies, luckily, because Valentine's Day. I mean, has to be what the most commercialized commercialized holiday, other than definitely. Christmas. Yeah, it's,
0: it's up there with like Christmas and I don't know, uh, groundhogs. Day. Groundhogs. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what they should do with the heart boxes? They should have two of each of each flavor in there. I think they do, so that, Jeff. Oh, they do. Well, oh.
1: I think they might. I really okay. think they might because I know that they have two caramel in every single one of those boxes. Ooh. And I remember like two of the cho- the ones with like the chocolate mousse on the inside and then like two with the pink. So I am pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that's the concept. That I could be they, wrong though.
0: Cuz I mean, I've been getting mine at like Rite Aid, so maybe I need <laughs> to go to like Giardelli instead. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can't. Okay, but so back to Cupid. Who oh, was yeah, back to he? Cupid. Yeah. I
0: know. I need.
1: I'm dying to know. <laughs> who was his little bebe? <laughs> okay, so according to Richard Martin, who is a classics professor at Stanford University, in the Greek literary sources that we have, this is this is him speaking. Um, Cupid is depicted as simply unconquerable, so whatever he wants to happen happens, and he causes disaster, which I don't think is too similar to the Cupid that we kind of like
0: grew up with, right? No, that he sounds more of like a villain In after hearing that description. I know, Like so um, whatever
1: he wants to happen
0: happens, like, excuse
1: me, Cupid? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, because I guess if he has the power to, like, make someone fall in love, he could probably have, he probably has the power to make them do other things, you know?
1: <gasps> well, true. Oh, my God. And then left and right, he's just like, oh, I don't like those people together. Oh, this person wronged me. I'm going to ruin their relationship and blah, blah, blah.
0: And could just go around and make them fall in love with other people. Exactly. Yes. Damn. Um, so, okay. So going, going back to the origin of Cupid... The original Cupid, was he was more of a heartthrob than a cherub. Um, but I would say like a sinister heartthrob. He may have looked like a heartthrob, but he definitely had some um, sinister motives. Um, so trace back to 700 BC. This character of legend was called Eros, the Greek word for desire. In the Archaic period, Eros, who was the son of Aphrodite, the, the goddess of love, he would play with the hearts of mortals and gods to cause mayhem. And he was depicted as a young man in his late teens. He was also considered both handsome and threatening as he would use his power to make people fall in love. But it was all done with sinister intentions and would oftentimes make the wrong people fall in love. And it would usually end in tragedy. And again, as we just mentioned, this is pretty far off from the modern depiction of this god as a playful little boy. So yeah, he was pretty much this invincible like cosmic force that would just bring people together and just cause like chaos. Um he sounds kind of hot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> he sounds kind of hot. I can't, I can't argue with you there. He, he is depicted as a heartthrob, which it's is right. why I think people were so easily like influenced by him because he was hot and manipulative mm-hmm. and probably really strong. <laughs> okay,
1: so literally, like, just men walking on this planet
0: now. Pretty much, yes. We are. They're spitting images of. Right, except that heroes. he was actually powerful. Yes, more powerful than the gods. Yes. Um,
1: so interesting. Okay, well, um, something, something kind of strange ended up happening around 4th century BCE, which I don't know how much later, Jeff, that was from 700 BCE um
0: BCE how's BCE different from BC do we know <laughs> hold on Because it could be 690 common era so uh oh
1: okay okay an important reason for adopt adopting BCE and CE is religious neutrality Since the Gregorian calendar has superseded other calendars to become the international standard, members of non-Christian groups may object to the explicitly Christian origins of B.C. and A.D. That makes perfect sense. Okay. Right? Because B.C. is before Christ. What if that's not... Your jam. What if
0: you're That's not true. religious? So okay. before the Common Era. So it's something that we all agree on, I guess. Right before Common Era, exactly. It's oh, the before same. Common Era. So it's before the era that we all agree Yes, yeah. correct, <laughs> correct. And so, okay. it's,
1: but it's the same thing as before Christ. B.C. Got it. Okay. Ooh, that's interesting. All right. Yeah. Oh my god. So, Look
0: at this. so yes, You we, guys get that one for free. <laughs> we're learning so much. Um, okay. So something. Okay. So you said something happened around fourth century BCE. Yes. Which would be what the year? Uh, I'll, t- I'll I'll tell you, Jeff. So yeah. Well, I don't know.
1: Seven hundred to fourth century. It's uh, four hundred. <laughs> Wait. No, it's oh, like, yeah,
0: that's closer. That's closer to. That's more recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, because yeah. it goes down. But do you know how like no, like when I think of like twentieth century, you always minus one. So like twentieth century is actually the nineteen hundreds. And, like, the 21st century is, like, the 2000s. So what would 4th century be? Would that be the 300s or the 500s? That's a good question.
1: I feel like it'd be the 500s. Yeah, right? So a few hundred years later, after he was this, like, hot, manipulative dude, um, (laughs) um, uh, he he changed a little bit to accommodate, you know, like the average person. So mm-hmm. what ended up happening was people were getting intimidated by this like sexually powerful controlling man who could literally strike people into loving one another. Um, so people were intimidated and the social status of women in Athens, which as we know is the central city of Greek literature and just a lot of our history um Mm -hmm. was falling drastically so we have people being intimidated combined with women not doing so well in Athens (laughs) so what better than a rebrand of this of this being and and um and increase the power of women or at least have others see women in a in a better light um and use this guy. So, what ended up happening was Eros' story started to be linked to the stories about his mother, Aphrodite, which you mentioned earlier. We know she's a goddess of love. Um, Yeah, so it it was seen that, like, if a woman controlled Eros's Cupid's every move, then mortals would have no reason to fear him. And Eros suddenly became not that powerful anymore. And he would only act on his mother's wishes. So again, we have this, like, Aphrodite, now this woman controlling this uncontrollable... Uh, incontrollable being, and now it's like, damn, is like a baddie, yes. and also now people aren't like, oh my fucking god, this <laughs> this jerk off is here again, and he's gonna do some damage.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like a like a rebellious teenager who's finally being like reprimanded by yeah. his. his Mother, one hundred percent. So yeah. So the the way to sort of constrain, constrict, and diffuse Eros is to keep infantilizing him. So keep like regressing <laughs> him to the to the point where he's now an infant. So so now he completely like lost his status as this. Invincible, unconquerable being, and he's now just simply the son of Aphrodite. And based on his mother's wishes, rather than his own uh, chaotic impulses, he would then use his powers to create meaningful relationships between people, because that's what his mother wanted. And when the Roman era began, and uh, because Greeks were seen as culturally sophisticated, much of this Greek mythology was adopted by the Romans— so when the Romans adopted this, they chose to bring over the more recent iteration of Eros as a cute little chubby baby, and they named him Cupid, which is a synonym for Eno e- Eros that also translates to desire. And the uh, Roman equivalent of Aphrodite was Venus.
1: I, like, uh, the infantilization, if you will, (laughs) of Eros is just so thrilling to me. Um, (laughs) I love nothing more than this happening. I know, I'm imagining
0: Um, him, like, it's like a Benjamin Button moment. Like, he's, like, this, like, huge, powerful man, like, shrinking down into a baby.
1: Yeah, yeah, and just, like, losing... Losing the power that he knew so well. No. Um, <clears throat> so for the Romans, the character of Cupid, as we said, was always this, like little cherub who followed his mother's wishes to make people fall in love. But it wasn't just the Romans who became obsessed with the Greek portrayal of Cupid. Centuries later, Renaissance painters took up his imagery, or this imagery, and depicted the Cupid figure as a child. Um, This is seen in the 1602 Caravaggio's Cupid, which showed like a young nude boy with wings and a bow. And that's actually, I believe, the first modern depiction of Cupid. If you yes. guys want to see, you can look it up, Caravaggio. Um, you got it. Just look up Cupid. Just look <laughs> it up. <Yeah. laughs> Just look
0: it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's not like a, a baby baby, but he's like a, uh, he's a child. So, yes. And then Valentine's Day, which was already becoming popular in the 18th century, um, was even more popular in the 19th 19th century and that's where cupid became linked to the holiday for his love creating abilities and it's no surprise that when greeting card manufacturers made products for the holiday they obviously included the imagery of cupid that was inspired by the beloved renaissance art obsessed um
1: the industry, though, really started to hit its stride in the 1850s after Congress voted to decrease postage rates in an effort to circumvent the privatization of the Postal Service. I don't know if you guys knew that one. Um, <laughs> this this uh, postal reform, if you will, made it possible for everyday Americans <laughs> Be impossible for everyday Americans to send and receive mail which is kind of sick like I actually didn't realize that the postal service was around that long yeah um, while so continuing with that right Americans can now send and receive mail um, while the industrial revolution brought printing press technology. Um, so when Hallmark like became, began manufacturing Valentine's Day cards in 1916, this mass production meant sending postcards was much cheaper and easier. Uh, and as Valentine's Day became more convenient, Cupid imagery just was being plastered everywhere.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is, yeah, like, nowadays it's synonymous with with Valentine's Day. Um, and For sure. And Valentine's Day has remained one of uh, Hallmark's two biggest holidays. Can you guess the other one? That's right, Christmas. That's um, so, <laughs> you got it, Christmas. Um, yes. So, uh, and that's when um, uh, H- Hallmark was founded in 1910. So that's when, like, you know, Valentine's Day really, really blew up. Um, in fact, industry-wide, around 145 million Valentine's Day cards are sent annually, and that's not including children's classroom cards. Do you remember those days, Ari, when you would like every single person in your class would bring in like a Valentine's Day card for everyone? Did you have that? Like the little ones. Yes, the little ones, and like maybe like they'll attach like a little lollipop to it, or. Mm -hmm. Oh, I used to love those. Yes, I remember in third grade, I brought Britney Spears Valentine's Day cards to my class, and um, I was showing my friend LaQuinn at the time a picture of like. Because on one of the cards, Britney Spears was in, like, a beach towel. And we were like, yeah, she's so hot. Like, I'm going to, like, that's why I got these cards, because she's so hot. Blah, blah, blah. But, no, I just am obsessed with Britney Spears from a very young age. Oh,
1: <laughs> Jeff. Jeff, the way that you double down. I know.
0: I was definitely, like, popular with the guys at that time, uh, or on that day, at least, because I was handing out all these pictures of Britney to, oh, to my I, classmates. Right, they're, like,
1: they're like, yeah, dude, she's so hot. I, yeah. And they're like, yeah, oh my God. And then you're going home and you're like learning her dance moves. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. So embarrassing. So much. I don't remember. I don't, I don't necessarily remember the, the Brittany ones, but yeah, there were so many. I remember like Lion King and like yep. all those cute little things. Um, So fine. Okay. So to wrap up Cupid, well, there's a little bit more. Um, (laughs) So, uh, you know, I think it may seem strange uh, that we would collectively associate a baby with a bow and an arrow as like a symbol of this extraordinarily popular holiday, but it is pretty simple. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so this we is, like, the- written so, like, awkwardly.
1: <laughs> I'm obsessed. Um, we have the Roman and Greek traditions, which left us with this, like, mischievous, powerful Cupid. Um... And he serves a different purpose in modern culture. And that Greek conception of Eros as a god who uses power for ill is not what Cupid stands for today. Yes. So so collectively associating the holiday with a little baby and a bow and
0: arrow is okay because he's not going around doing that. Yes. And, yeah, and, like, sometimes, like, if you really think of Cupid and kind of, like, apply it to maybe more like, a psychological perspective – Um, Sometimes people need, like, a little push to make their first move and to, like, better express themselves. So sometimes having Cupid depicted on a Valentine's Day card behind a couple, he's, like, kind of pushing them together to, like, do just that, to express their love, their friendship. So it's kind of like that little voice that's in the back of your head that's like, just ask her out, man. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. He's Um, that little, like, like, confidence boost that you need. He is.
1: He is. I mean, I think he. I think he is precious. Um, I also think it's wild that Valentine's Day has been around for so long. Like, I genuinely did not realize that before we did this episode, Jeff. That is like been a day to celebrate love since the 18th century.
0: Yeah. Since no. Since like BC. 19th century. B- C- oh no. Not no. World we'll Cupid, but not Valentine's Day. Yes. So the, right, yeah, right, Valentine's Day that has been
1: around for so long. And I was like, what? And I actually have a, a quick little fun fact.
0: Yes. Um,
1: um, in the 1860s uh, was the first time that the conversation hearts, you know, the little box oh of God. candy hearts with Love the little those. sayings yes. on them.
0: I can never tell um, if they're stale or if they just always taste like that. You know what I'm talking I, about? i I know, I think they always taste
1: like that. Or they were only mass-produced 300 years ago. And, and they're still the selling one them. time and they're still selling them. There's like a ginormous warehouse somewhere. It's an entire state. And they just keep selling them. Um,
0: oh my gosh
1: conversation hearts actually um they were created by um like a doctor who was making uh throat lozenges no way and then yep and so he used this machine to make throat lozenges in the the 1860s and then pivoted to candy because it, it that same machine became a candy making machine
0: that that's awesome that what a fun fact and I love it. I love how... That's really interesting. because I feel like a lot of, like, candy and, like, just beverages and different types of food all have these, like, medical origins. Like, I yes. think um, Coca-Cola at one point had... Co- well, I don't know if cocaine... Am I making that up? It did have cocaine in it. It did, right? But that but mm-hmm. that was just like a medical substance, I think, back then. Or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. You know what? We're not talking about cocaine or Coca-Cola right now.
1: So. <laughs> We're <laughs> oh, not. I do love Coca-Cola.
0: <laughs> um, yeah.
1: This was also interesting, though. Like, yeah, to, to hear about um, the that even, like, I think it's wild that, We like even the thirty years that we've been on this planet. Like we've seen humanity rebrand things over and over and over again, right? Like literally, fashion now is stuff that we wore twenty years ago.
0: Literally, to witness it, M Ms now being replaced by Maya Rudolph. (laughs) You know, do you know that? Like the the, I'm sorry, what? Like the M &M characters are gone because they're
1: all gone. I thought it was just the 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 hot green ones and her boots. No, I
0: I think all the characters are gone now.
1: What? I know.
0: Well, don't quote me on that, but I just, I saw that they were, like, erased from, like, all branding, and now it's just Maya Rudolph. And I do love Maya Rudolph, but I think it's kind of ridiculous that we even had to go that far. (laughs) They're fucking pieces of candy. They're pieces of
1: candy with chocolate on the inside, with eyeballs,
0: and shoes. (laughs)
1: Like, what? Uh,
0: Yes, I know. I think it's ridiculous.
1: No, I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off. Well, anyway, all I was going to say is that even the amount of, like, rebranding and things coming back into fashion and stuff that we've seen in our lifetime, it's just wild to, to think about, like, ancient Greece and ancient Rome, like, realizing that things could probably benefit from getting a rebrand. And like it's just so crazy. I'm like, wow, this is just human nature to do this, period.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, you're finding something like it was obviously a very patriarchal, I guess, society back then and like women were like, you know what? We need to we need to like idolize a woman, a strong female character not character, goddess. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I yeah, and I just love that they were able to do that.
1: Same. Ugh cute well oh, for well, those of you listening to this around Valentine's Day if it's before have a good one if it's after i hope it was fun <laughs>
0: yes and that's it also, if you're looking for something to do on Valentine's Day, this is 2023, Titanic will be back in theaters for its 25th anniversary, the movie, not the sinking, because ah. that was over 100 years ago, um, and it is in 3D, So, and I know that they have movie times available on Valentine's Day, so if you're looking for something to do, go see Titanic, <laughs> Contribute I'm to its billion dollars <laughs> at the box office.
1: I'm like kind of obsessed with that. Although I don't know if it's a good idea for a first date because it's five hours. Yeah. Four hours. How long is it, Jeff? You've hours. seen it. No way. It's, it's Jeff. three hours. I, I genuinely <laughs> we opening the first part of that VHS, and then the second one, and each of them, I thought, were like two hours. No, uh, no. Well, no. <laughs> okay, so I'm. It, it's fine. I was literally a child. It's um, a long movie, though. But I, I think that means that you need to see it again. It's been. I, it's been no. I too think long. you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. Like I really just want to see um, Kate Winslet.
0: Yes, and it's also in three D too. So it's like you know. I it's want going to see to Kate good. Winslet in three D. In three D, I do. In, in I the do. back of the that old fashioned um, car,
1: and another scene too, but we're not going to see which.
0: <laughs> I heard that they actually blow steam at you in the theater when they're in the backseat of that that car, <laughs> and then they splash water gonna, at you.
1: I'm going to remove my. Oh good. Oh good. Yeah. <laughs> Calm me down a little bit. Um, <laughs> That's really fun. I'm glad you shared that, Jeff, because I, too, didn't know that that was a thing. And maybe, th- maybe those will be my Valentine's Day plans. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh. Oh. Well, all right, everyone. <laughs> love. Love.
0: Love you all.
1: <laughs> we love you guys. Have a good one.
0: Bye. Bye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I almost forgot.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.